0: Hello, it's Shahid here and welcome back to our Creative Floor podcasts. Uh, season six already. I can't believe where the time is going. But anyway, we do wish you all a very creatively fulfilling new year. Our award show is back open. Early bird deadline is Friday, the 9th of February. We have some incredible judges joining us this year. Uh, we have some new ones from BuzzFeed, Netflix, Google x and many many more incredible agencies so do check them out on our home page we've also got some new categories we've got comedy influencer a sustainable impact lots of fun stuff uh full entry deadlines are available online at the creativefloor.com forward slash awards if you want to shout out for any open roles or production services, or maybe you're just looking for work, do get in touch. We'll happily share your shout outs on these episodes for you. Just email us at awards at the creative floor.com. So today's podcast, we're kickstarting it with forecast. Uh, we do this pretty much every year now, joined by some very seasoned creatives uh, who give us an overview of the past 12 months and also give us some predictions and some learnings uh, to watch out for 2024. I guess if you have any children around, it'd be a good idea to put your, your headphones on right about now. Or if you're easily offended by some off color swearing, then maybe turn off now. If you do stay with us and you do enjoy these episodes, please hit the subscribe button and give us a rating, obviously only good ones, <laughs> but uh, yes, I hope you enjoy this. We've split it up into a couple of parts because it was a very long recording. It's incredible. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Enjoy. I'm very, very happy to be welcoming today's guest uh, forecast. Uh, first up, we're saying hello to the ECD of Link Health, Mr. Adrian Park. hello aid.
1: Hello, Happy New Year,
0: all. Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Uh, also joining us is Selwyn Lerner, Global ECD co founder of Lerner, Adam's Bones. Welcome, Selwyn.
2: Good morning, Happy New Year to everyone.
0: Happy New Year, that title is growing year on year. Uh, I love it. Yes, I sure you do. Uh, also welcoming Frank Walters from frankwaltercolors.com and chairman and CD at Nimbla happy new year frank
3: good morning Shahid. good morning everyone happy new year to all and sundry yes
0: and all the way from sunny australia is the one and only jeremy corot uh, co-founder partner of here for good and creative director of black Frish productions hello jeremy
4: good folks happy easter always thinking ahead since i'm in the future i can see it around the corner
1: It's not too far off. There's a fluffy bunny in my garden, actually. Yeah, it's
0: wonderful now. Wishing our lives away, as as always. Well, thank you again for joining us to kickstart season six of our podcasts. Uh, I, I still can't quite believe we're in 2024. But as always, we kind of get you on here because, you know, massively, massively value all of your years of experience. You've sort of seen it all happen before, all the ups, all the downs, uh, all the trends. And I always just think it's just fantastic getting your perspective of uh, an overview of what's happened over the past 12 months and also some predictions and uh, potentially some warnings for twenty twenty. So I think 2023 was pretty shit for a lot of people from what I can gather on LinkedIn and just talking to a few folk. I think it was good for a few people, but generally there was a bit of a bad vibe. Seemed like there was quite a lot of redundancies. I think there was a lot of challenges around client budgets. I think the rise of AI might've had a big impact, the fear of what was happening to our industry. How was 2023 for, for you?
1: So yeah, I sort of twenty twenty three really was one of those years when it was just a bit sort of flat ish. But I noticed in the um, in the wider industry, like uh, in the networks, it seems to be. I think we went. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe the twenty twenty one happened in twenty twenty three for the network agencies. A lot of redundancy. a lot of a lot of creative people going. A lot of fairly big names going, which is which is interesting um and um, and yeah being replaced with the, with the, with a with a younger younger more dynamic more um, uh, maybe i say dynamic but maybe uh, just a younger crowd really um, but i would say it's possibly possibly to freshen things up a little bit maybe um, or possibly because you don't have to pay them as much i don't know but there was a lot of a lot of a lot of people um, uh, that i know of uh, sort of uh, sort of left the networks and um, and and sort of moved on. Uh, good thing, bad thing, don't know. Discuss.
0: Yeah, and set a I mean, you're you're an independent agency owner. I mean, how was it? How was it for you?
2: Um, I think we had the best. We closed out the year the best ever. We've had uh, we've, we made almost as more as much money in the last half of the year as we did in the whole of the year before. Uh, it's not all about money, of course. Uh, but we've got to pay the mortgage. Uh, no, I I uh, I think it was good for us. Um, I mean, as you know, we've got an office. We're not virtual. We get the guys coming in three days, four days a week, three days a week mostly. I still love it. I still like getting out of the tube, walking up Shaftesbury Avenue, and looking at the building that I'm in. We've got the floor, um, and you've you've been there. Uh, I get a real buzz out of that. Um, uh, we actually met up, didn't we, for the first time? Yeah. Ever so uh yeah we all came around and had drinks and stuff so i really i get a kick out of that and we our staff seem to we've got more staff than ever more uh hungry mouths to feed they're a bit younger than of previous years but pretty good so uh, overall we've got more more clients more work more staff um uh, i think we've had a su- uh, it's been successful but uh I really enjoy the culture. I mean, it's not just us. I've always worked in agencies that have had good cultures of people. Uh, But I, I think that our successes this year have been watching the younger guys really grow uh, and the culture. They become friends. They've all, you know, last night we have people around on Thursday. They were there till, well, I left at about nine o'clock and they were still there uh, mucking around. They were doing some sort of quizzes. They were, don't know sitting around drinking chatting there's about half a dozen maybe more of them i i really like that i think you know there's lots of things that are bad in the world if you can have fun at work that's really good
0: what do you think has made your your year different from what everyone else is sort of seeing and reading on linkedin
2: um i think it might be the way we approach uh our clients and our work we tend not to sort of be commoditized we just work and we just do nice stuff and we're good with our clients and we're good with our people and we don't chase the money uh, yeah. and i think in the we always deliver so we recently we just did a well a film project we're doing some more and uh, the the guy said uh, well we we did have to put it to the the Back at the client they, say they have to put it to the the group to decide who they're going to use but he said we're going to use you guys we've used you before you always do a, a good job and um we always deliver something good and i don't really specifically mean oh it's a great creative job particularly it's just everything i think we just don't worry about chasing the you know chasing the money or the hours i mean we've got account handlers who make sure we're well you know, compensated for our time. But it's, um, we don't sit there thinking, right, the client's got X amount of budget we can put in 20 hours. We tend to be, uh, this is what needs to be done. And uh, this is what we'll we'll do. And if it takes longer or if it's a bit more effort, or we use what we've got, you know, we've got different technologies that we use. We use a lot of modern technologies, including AI. We use a lot of 3D. So we've got a lot of different ways of delivering something interesting for the client that's on a rehash. I mean, AI, I know we're going to come onto to the subject of AI, but that's become quite important to us. Are
0: you mostly in the agency?
2: Three days a week, yeah.
0: Yeah, but but you but the teams as well, are they all kind of... Oh, in, yeah, everybody
2: you know? is in three days a week. It's mandated.
0: Okay, so I think that might make a difference. Because I've been to your office, and it's really nice. It's a beautiful location. It feels like it's a really nice, warm place.
2: It's really reward. You know, it sounds really a bit of a, a thing it's really rewarding just to sit back and watch the guys getting on with each other and forming their own little organization and and, and infrastructure they really have the culture that's great
0: yeah no that's really cool i've got to say i don't know if you want me to read it out but um when we all met up in february i think it was uh, we all went out for a couple of drinks and dinner that that email you sent to me the next morning was just absolutely genius because you were probably still really drunk I imagine at 11 o'clock
2: <laughs> what did I say
0: <laughs> let me get up was, do you know what as you were talking I was oh that that email was brilliant hang on let me read it let me see if I can get it right so this is at eleven o seven 07 on Friday I think it was what, in the morning and, uh, in the morning yeah right. in the morning. Cause i left i think i left at about 10 o'clock so i was like god this is getting oh, insane." i know where
2: this is going right <laughs> go on brilliant.
0: so right you send me an email <laughs> It goes brilliant night here's how it ended far too much wine at stupid o'clock everyone goes i tidied up the office and locked up and in need of a little quiet time i settled down on the sofa just for a moment you understand 12 30 i guess at 4 a.m i woke up oof ordered a taxi for me, staggered about, looking for my glasses, nope, still no idea, and headed down the stairs to discover a tramp, crashed out asleep in the stairwell. I say tramp, I mean par, tried to wake him, he became like schizophrenic and paranoid, delusional state and state, started self-fighting and moaning about his shoes, paranoid and paranoid in equal measure, an unseemly mix, I went back upstairs to look for my glasses again, opened up the office and had a small and much needed sit down. It'd been a very busy evening after all. Phone rings, irritated taxi man, lock up, par tramp still there, bundled him into my cab, headed off, some snoring, then aid wakes to mention just in passing that he's about to (laughs) piss his trousers. And we had to stop a 40 M25 junction, far from ideal, more complaining that <laughs> there would be an impending de- deluge and and that the soon to be steaming trousers were too expensive to ruin. Hard shoulder somewhere in bucks. Aid relieved. Taxi driver relieved. I was relieved that my company cab account wouldn't have to pay for valeting. Arrived at my place, birds tweeting. Sunrise imminent. Can the cab driver go to Maidenhead? No. For cash? Yes. Great. And as I got out, the last thing I heard was, mate, we need to find a cash point. Sheepish text from aid, 9 a.m. meeting for me, an actual face to face meeting in which I nearly threw up. Let's do it again. Yes. That
1: was... <laughs> oh, dear. oh dear. Oh dear.
0: That was, that was, that was funny that night,
1: actually. I remember going into your lose in one direction. I then couldn't fathom out how to get out of them. And I wandered around for ages, I was knackered as well, actually. so um, so I thought I'd have a little sit down in the stairwell and then try and figure it all out. And then, uh, yeah, nodded off.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Thing. It was very jolly. <laughs> but that's what we're missing, I think. I think that's that was my point of culture. But anyway, we'll get we'll get to it. Well, we digress, Where are we? Sorry,
3: I was just listening. to to Selwyn there. Um, Every time you listen to Selwyn, there's always a subject of trousers. I'm not quite sure why. And and there it was yet again. But anyway, I I digress. Um, Yeah, uh, last year, 2023 for me, um, as you know, I'm a visual arts type of guy. And um, my remit very much at the moment uh, then in 2023 was that of watercolour. Uh, frankwatercolors.com, and my growing, ever-growing community of artists have uh, stuck with me. They've, we've been to places uh, abroad like Cadiz, Luca, Joelle Le Pen. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, but really, today I don't necessarily want to talk about um, uh, that type of art. I want to talk about the art that seems to be missing in in the industry. I do keep tabs on the industry and um, and now i've I've got back in the game i'm I've sort of become the Lazarus of of healthcoms and uh, I met up with um, somebody I mean many years ago called Janice McLennan, and she, she's a real smart cookie and she's been doing some some things with strategy and i I started helping out there and and got more and more involved with things and and lo and behold the beginning of 2024 I've become creative director and, and chairman of of Nimbler which I'm really really pleased about and it, it's it's sort of interesting for me now having been out of the industry full-time you know during the covid years as you can call them which is about I suppose four years isn't it really and then to now come back um, one of the other interesting things I want to talk about is is the, the young talent that's in the industry because now as CD, it's becoming a bit more important to me because I need to hire people. And you look at young talent and it's interesting to know how where their views and values are with, with art, arts and crafts. Yeah, to be honest with you, with Frank Watercolor, there's no real difference from what I was doing in advertising. It's about... It, it's a it's about visual representation. It's about being creative, coming up with new thinking, new ideas. Exactly what we do. I just remember years ago those halcyon days, the nineties and the noughties, of the canvas there for for for, for advertising was was um, was out of adverts and uh, with beautiful photography, well crafted headline beautifully written, copied, nice, beautiful designs, all the craft, all the values put together. And that was the canvas. Obviously, over the years, we've gone a bit more... I don't know where we've gone. We've gone a bit more digital. We're supposed to be a lot more sophisticated. Um, I don't know. We, we have these patient journeys now and uh, things that are happening online. But I'm wondering, and I'm going to throw this open to the to the group, what is today's canvas you know if you were to measure what good looks like what great creative looks like what is the main canvas today in 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 health communication what is it that you can look at and say wow i really you know what i really love that isn't that beautiful isn't that fantastic they've really thought this through well and i know that other things you know good strategy good thinking that's art as well Okay, it might not be visual art, but it's still artistic. It's it still has a, I don't know. It it, it has a, it, it it requires creativity and and clever, agile thinking. Um, but I'm I'm excited about being being back in the game again. For me, I think it's great. I'm going to carry on doing my watercolors. I I'll never back in the old days when I was at painting waters. I was still doing watercolor landscapes. Then it's something that has never left. It's something that I've always kept. But I, I'm as interested in advertising as I am in, in watercolour landscapes, and being back in the game is good. So I'd like to throw that open, maybe. What is today's canvas? What what When you go in the gallery, what is it you look at that makes you understand and feel good about something or what somebody has done? So, so that's where I am, Shahid
0: for me from my personal perspective like the the main medium has always been the bit between your ears fundamentally it doesn't really matter what 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 you end up looking at but the space that you really want to occupy is that memorability between somebody's ears right that's it so whether that's a podcast or whether that's a movie whether that's a an app or whether that's a radio ad or whatever it is it's doesn't really matter it's just it's just got to be great
3: yeah I, I i suppose i'm coming more from the visual arts side which is
0: i see yeah. which is
3: where where i am um yeah. you know i'm not a big intellectual i'm i'm, I'm a visual person you know and yeah. i always happy and i like thinking i like agile thinking and thinking through the big brand ideas i love all that but it's just what what canvas are we given today to to work on in advertising what is it what does it look like, and, and what do you use to judge at awards? I haven't been on awards for a little while.
1: Yeah. I might yeah. start
3: going on them again now, but I'm, I'm really yeah. keen to know what stood out at, 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 at your awards, Shahid. Yeah. You know, what what um, it's, it's interesting. Remember, I, I'm somebody that's been out and coming back again, so I've got a slightly skewed view on things. Um, unlike my my learned friends on here today who've continued to be in the game,
0: But I think it's great because you've had that perspective where you've had a bit of a break, but you still stayed hugely creative by doing your watercolors, and actually now coming back into it, you can kind of come back in with you know a, a huge amount of energy that maybe somebody who'd been continuing work in the industry might not have had because you've got you've had that distance, and you've had that break, and you've had. An overview, yeah, of what's been happening. That's a fair comment. Fair comment. And, you know, because I think most people who've been working in the industry for 30, 40 years consistently will probably start to be more negative, maybe more drained, not have the same amount of energy or passion that they had when they started out. But, you know, that's. So, your so is,
3: there some, is there something for, you know, more senior people in the industry to leave and then come back again?
0: <laughs> Who knows? It's hard, actually. I mean, I I, I sort of congratulate you for even coming back into it because I think most people end up leaving and end up doing their own thing whether whether that's watercolors or whatever happens to be quite like that freedom and then coming back into it it's like okay now I'm getting into more politics I'm getting into more you know, the nonsense of the game and I, I think it's really hard coming back
3: yeah but I, I sort of miss some of those politics and things I actually actually quite enjoyed. but the good thing is that Janice you know who I'm working with now, she's accommodated me that I can con- continue with watercolors and it's not absolutely head on full time. Um, yeah. and but it, I, I've, I've spent a few days doing it and I've got to say I've really quite enjoyed it because it's really novel. I'm smiling all the time now, uh, and as, as Selwyn said in his, his little note there, you know, it, it is great sort of walking in in the morning with the sun shining and looking at the buildings and. And I'd sort of missed, all. you know, these are simple things, but I've actually missed that. I've missed the experience of getting on the tube and walking in towards a building and and buying a sandwich, you know, and stuff like that. And it's sort of great. It's really good. And maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, we all have a break. We all come
4: back again. Well, I had a break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest. It was one of the most... Horrific experiences, but it was probably the best thing because just like listening to Frank, which is so, um, Frank's so full of wisdom and the attitude of, I'm not done yet. I love that because you're not done. You're just doing what you're doing because you love to do what you do. And guess what? There's still room at this very long table for a wise creative to come back in and lead again. So for me, um, Having that break, uh, and this is the first time I guess I've really spoken about it. Um, having that break was a forced um, isolation because um, you know you're an untouchable, so you'd have to dig deep and you have to figure out who am I and what am I and what do I do and how do I how do I do what I used to do? But what do I learn from that? And will anybody ever want anything to do with me again? And the truth is, time is a healer. It can be your best friend and it can be your worst enemy because you just want to give it a little bit of freedom. And without sounding like a born-again um, Christian, sorry for the woke people, but a born-again religious guy, um, the learnings have been, if anything, an amalgamation of experiences sharpened. And so while I never really left, um, I didn't go to an office. I didn't go to a company. Um, In fact, um, I didn't do anything apart from do a lot of walking, do a lot of travelling, and do a lot of exploring, um, navel-gazing to a point. But that time allowed me to, I guess, not rely on the industry that I gave pretty much all of my time and life to, but um, everything that I'd learnt from there people began to connect with me and talk with me and ask me and in the end ask me to mentor them and to help them become more understanding of what it is that they're actually doing for a living. I couldn't have those conversations had I not had that break. So on one level I'm running a regional gallery and it's like, you know, it's like running a creative department with with resident artists working and giving them creative platforms and the freedom to do the work they never thought they could do, blah, 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 and build a brand. At the same time, working under invite with a film production company and producing films and then winning awards. And I'll come come back to that in just a second. And that all happened because I was having a coffee fortuitously on my way for a surf, because that's what you did on a Wednesday. And I met people who were interested in me and that started a relationship and it started a kinetic, um, I guess, um, domino effect of things that happened afterwards, which was a result of work. Those awards that we won were for films for um, Tourism Australia, if you like, and it was from a big idea. And those awards at one time would have been the most important thing in my life. It would have been the focus. It would have been the thing I got out of bed with every day and made sure that the agency promoted it, saw it, and was celebrated for winning those awards. Oddly, I don't have one. I never wanted it. I never went to get it. Um, There was a gold, a platinum, a silver, and a bronze. And I ended up writing a small article um, for a magazine about the most valuable award I won was for, for an award I never thought I'd ever had anything to do with. But the award was valuable to me because it meant that I was being valued and I was being seen and being taken um, on who I am and people wanted that and they needed that and they valued that. And that was incredible because that actually got me through some pretty dark places. COVID to me was a bump, nothing more than a bump. I loved COVID. In fact... I'd go through it again because the isolation, the ability to just do things on your terms was such an experience and a refreshment. But it forced you actually to dig deep. And I think a lot of people have done that. And that's why we have these remote companies and why we have differences of opinion on whether or not we should go to a building. I really think going to work is the healthiest thing you can do for your mental health, not for politics, not for anything else. And when you're a young person, that connection, that sociability, that culture you've got, Selwyn, so is something that is so valuable. That's the golden thread that runs through your fabric of your company. Because just as you guys talk about your times together in London and now run your own companies, you're going to you're going to encourage people to talk like that in 10, 15 years' time. But I'm sort of digressing. So what was that whole um, question about of, you know, what's the, what, what's the change? Well, for me, the change was... Um, Being able to sit and listen to, and now I mentor six guys around the world in advertising and other businesses, and the issue they've got is they don't know what it is that they're doing. They're afraid of losing their job because they were hired at a very senior level, but with no goals, visions from the company or the guy above them or the woman above them, and no understanding of how to judge what they're doing as quality. In short, they've got no leadership. There are no leadership skills. And to me, that's that's a if if you were uh, if you were feeding off the industry, there would be a very valuable and very lucrative job for an HR department head to find ways to get people to talk about leadership. And leadership isn't about the guy who yells the most; it's the person that's willing to show vulnerability, empathy, kindness, and understanding to the weakest person in the room, not the loudest person in the room. Uh, and for me, I guess. This whole three years or five years or 60 months of, I guess, kind of isolation, but more more uh, the change in the industry, the winds have changed. And We've got all this, all these new terms called woke and, um, uh, I guess, millennial jargon, which you have to sort of tiptoe your way through. It will come out in the wash, I think, in the end, and it will be something that people will not believe they put up with because the honesty of going to work and interacting with another human being is far more valuable. But um, while I can sit here and talk about this with you know distance, I still feel incredibly close to the industry that I gave 30 years of my life to, and I haven't let go. Because what's great about it is is that it still needs human touch. And the idea of technology driving an idea is really powerful. Um, Selden talks about AI and is in his business every day. We can't run away from these things. We have to run to them. We have to embrace them and figure out how to use them the best we can. And the change for me is while Frank is talking about the beautification and the love and passion of craft and the simplicity and the crafting of an idea, the brilliance of all of that is, is how, do, how do we judge all that? Well, I would judge that through how did technology enable this solution to be so compelling that it's now changed my whole perception of what a creative solution is? To the point where, if I look at a Timberland ad done by Delaney back in the '80s, I can I can imagine that today in its AI form and the experiential work that goes with that, which you'll never be able to take away the essence of what's making that ad so powerful. And that's this idea, and I think um, I think Frank or Selwyn, or even it might even be you, Shahid, said it's in between the ears, and that's something that we don't see too much of um, in the work these days. I'll shut up now. <laughs> well, that was
0: 2023. No, I think that was really good. I mean, I picked out some themes from all of you there in terms of, okay, we've got a panel of people on here who had a pretty good 12 months, so it looks like, um, which is kind of counter to sort of the noise of what you know you sort of see on LinkedIn so that's really cool but some of the lessons of maybe why you had all such a pretty good year I guess you understand the value of culture and there is a an element of human touch as you said Jeremy and the fact that Selwyn you know you and your team are going in regularly into the office it's mandatory you do have an office I imagine everyone has their own desk to sit at their own chair their own screen and there is a sense of belonging and the observation that you're making of all of you, uh, maybe there is a lack of care in terms of craft happening in the industry. Uh, maybe there is not much leadership at the moment, but I guess you could sort of you know, extend that out into the political world as well. And there isn't much empathy for the weakest person in the room. And isolation is playing a huge role in, in the industry right now because Frankly, not many people are going into the agency anymore. They're all pretty much stuck at home, which I think maybe sets us up for what's next for 2024. These are all themes that I imagine will continue.
2: Yeah, Shahid, can I pick up on something that Jeremy just said? It's uh, one thing he said, uh, I've written it down here. Leadership is not the person who shouts loudest. I think that's pretty much what Jeremy said. We... um, uh, In the number, I don't know how long we've had 14 years we've run the agency. I don't think we've ever really got rid of anyone. Um, But we did have to uh, uh, have a little change about with one individual this year. And uh, one criticism that this individual uh, raised was that uh, our managing director doesn't do confrontation. Uh, But this person was a bit more confrontational. Well, I I flip that around. I I think that's been at the heart of everything that's good about the organization that we have. That we don't do confrontation. We do guidance. We do nurture. We do a development. That uh, people don't feel because confrontation just leads to disenfranchisement. If you tell people that they're crap or that they're wrong or that they need to do something differently without giving any guidance or any encouragement, you you just separate out different types of people and nothing becomes coherent. Um, And I think that I've worked in some organisations in which there have been shouters and moaners, but I think I've been very fortunate to have worked mostly where there's been development or there's been uh, consideration and i think that's been critical Um, and i think you just uh, you have to pick your environment i like an environment where we're all friends uh, and that works for us and i think that idea that leadership is not the person who shouts the loudest is absolutely spot on leadership is much much more involving and engaging than that
0: jeremy the the, you know the people that you're mentoring right and you you they all. picked out some some themes here and we're on leadership so let's talk about that what are you saying to them if they're in a leadership position like how do you train somebody who perhaps is stuck at home and you're in you know you're in Australia how do you how do you try and help that person to a be a better leader? what do you do Oh, you will definitely want to hear the answer to that. But just before, a quick shout out for Boom CGI, who are a team of digital artists specializing in the craft of CGI animation across entertainment, advertising, and pharma. The team love nothing more than taking ideas from concept through to completion. They are highly skilled in delivering character design, CGI modeling, texturing, animation, and post-production, and are great supporters of the Creative Floor Awards, to see their work, please visit boomcgi.com. And we'll add their URL in the show notes if you want to check out their work. Uh, if you want a shout out for any open job roles uh, in your agencies, or if you want a shout out for your production services, or even if you're out of work and you're looking for a new job, more than happy to do a shout out on these episodes for you. Just get in touch with us at, at thecreditfloor.com Right, that's it for part one. Do subscribe. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, I promise you, you will not want to miss part two. Lots of invaluable conversation and really brilliant tips on leadership, culture, talent, AI, and much, much more. Until next time.